Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KBME Houston. And iHeart Radio Station. Astros baseball. Rockets. Basketball. Your home for your home teams. This is Sports Talk 790. It's for the city, man. Big, big, big bowing in. Clutch in. Now, Clutch City Sunday. Clutch City Sunday. 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 With Michael Connor. Clutch City Sunday. On Sports Talk 790. That's right, Clutch City Sunday right here on Sports Talk 790. Michael Connor here with you until noon today. You can join us at 713-212-5790, 713-212-5790. A big day in Houston sports, and I'm not talking about the football team. We will talk about them in the next couple of segments because they're playing at noon today, and, uh, well, they're 0-4, the team that we're talking about, though, to get things started today is the team that's still playing in the postseason once again. Speaking of fours, well, you know what? Four, 0-4 for the Texans. Astros, fourth straight year in the ALCS. Which one's better? 713-212-579. Do you know? I think you do know. Uh, Astros in the ALCS today, 637, the first pitch uh, for the game tonight. I will have the on-deck show me and Chris Gordy. Uh, we'll be out at Carbach Brewing in the Beer Garden, so if you're looking for a place to come out and hang out and watch the game, that's an awesome place. We love Carbach Brewing, and also we have a new Crawford box cast up at Sports790.com, which is Cordy and I talking Astros baseball. Um, it's up there, and you guys should go check it out. At, again, at Sports790.com and on the free iHeartRadio app, it is going to get you ready for this series uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays, which is going to be a good one. It's going to be a difficult one for your Houston Astros. They, again, like they have been in each of the first two series, are not the favorite by anybody. And when you go talent for talent on paper, you can see why. It's more than anything about pitching in this series as to why the Rays are the are the favorite. The Astros' bats are better. Plain and simple. It's it, like Tampa's got guys that can hit. They're going to have guys that are going to be pests in this series uh, that are really going to drive you nuts like we saw last year in the ALDS when we played when the Astros played them. Um, we watched that team sit there and, and really make life difficult on the Astros all series long and push them to five. They're talented and they're here for a reason. They're really, really good. And it's going to be difficult to get past them in a series where it's seven games in seven days if you need all seven. This whole having no days off in series is just, it's crazy. It's weird. I think it's a little bit of a shame on baseball for doing it like this. Um, it's not ideal at all for pitching. 
But part of that gives the Astros, I think, some advantage. Even if they don't have all the guys that you feel so you know, comfortable with out of your bullpen to get you through games, it, it makes the Rays stretch even more. And there's one thing about that team, and it's crazy. We're going to watch these two teams face off again in the postseason again for two straight seasons. And they look... Wait till you see them if you've not watched any of them at all this year. They're different than they were last year. A lot of the names that were on the team last season are gone. It's just crazy. It's what they do down in Tampa. They just pump out uh, really good teams, kind of like Oakland does, on a very low budget. And there are so many guys that aren't there that were there last season that you're going to suddenly be like, who's this one guy? And I can't ever remember how to say his name. Adrianza, I believe, is, is something like that. The the Cuban outfielder who's come up for them and played in just, what, 23 games this year and hit seven home runs, and then he's mashed three or four of them so far in the postseason. He's been a monster. He's going to be a problem. Austin Meadows is the biggest of bats that they have, and he's going to be an issue as well. Hopefully he does not get completely going. The Astros shut him down last year. Obviously it's a lot easier to shut them down when you have – Cole and Verlander. Verlander was spectacular in Game 1. Cole was spectacular in Games 2 and 5. And those were your wins in that series last year against them. You don't have those guys to get these wins in this series, unfortunately. You have who is going today, which is Framber Valdez. And I think, like it is in every series, specifically for this Astros team, to get the Game 1 win, and that includes today. Perfect case scenario, and he's going up against Blake Snell. We'll talk about him too. But for Fromber today, he has been your guy that has given you the most length in your rotation all season long. He has been your ace. He has been spectacular in the postseason so far, and based on all the trends in that team, the Oak or the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, having not seen him yet, they've never seen Fromber. Advantage Astros. There is going to be a little bit of that. The 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 I think having an expectation that the ball is going to soar or at least be crushed all over the place in this series probably got to dial those expectations back a little bit. I might end up being completely wrong and look like a, look like an idiot. But these two teams haven't faced each other since that ALDS last year. And again, so much has changed for both teams that there's just no familiarity for a lot of these guys with other guys on these teams. That is going to be an intriguing part of how this series plays out. So I give the advantage today for that for to Fromber. You know, but the emphasis is, is on Fromber to go out there and pitch like your ace because so far in this postseason there has been one starter that has given you more than five innings. His name is Fromber Valdez in his start against the Oakland Athletics where he went seven. Obviously came out of the pin in the first series um, where that mattered and was awesome. The... The team is going. It's going to be intriguing to see how Dusty and the they handle this thing. You're you're here from him and James Click and George Springer in just a bit. I got a little bit of each of those guys from yesterday, uh, talking about this series. Um, how they deploy uh, Christian Javier in this series is going to be intriguing as well, because with this series being set up with seven games and seven days, if you need it, the you would think the Astros would want to have Christian Javier as a starter because. If you don't, well, then you're basically going a bullpen type of game in, in another game. Dusty said yesterday, basically that you know that they're thinking they're thinking a bullpen type of thing. So I don't know how this is going to work, but again, I think the emphasis is on Fromber getting deep today 
getting you a victory, and then you're just kind of crossing your you're crossing your fingers and, and hoping with Lance McCullers tomorrow. He's going game two. McCullers can deal and can be awesome. There's just something about him not pitching at Minute Maid Park that has not worked out most of the time. Now, I've seen him in person in a postseason in New York pitch very well and went deep into that game that he pitched. They, If they could back up Fromber with Lance McCullers giving you, both of these starters giving you six or seven in their start, I'm going to feel like the Astros are, have a pretty good chance to win both these first two games. And if they get the first two, they're winning the series. They got to win two of the next next uh, five games. I'd be shocked if they didn't win two of the next five games at that point because they can get back to Fromber before the series is over, and they could probably get something out of McCullers again before the series is over. The question will be is how do you – how do they do game three? I think at this moment it's Jose Arquiti. Obviously, Grinky started Game Four of the last series. I would do that again in this series and hold off as long as I can on Grinky. He's just—he's not your best pitcher on this team right now, and it stinks. But it's just the truth. The story of this series is going to come down to, to me, the first two games, like I've mentioned, the starters getting deep, as deep as they can get. That gives the Astros the best chance to win this thing, to not set up for the bullpen being completely worn down by like Game Three. And then it's going to come down to getting to the Rays and forcing them into doing things that they don't want to do. Don't forget, they just played Friday night. They've had one day off. Their rotation sets up for the first two games. They're okay there. But they used a lot of arms to get through the final game. They used a lot of arms in that series overall against the Tampa Bay Rays. And they are a team that typically likes to go to the bullpen. They will have Snell today. They do not have an official starter named for tomorrow. It would be a surprise if it's not Charlie Morton. They've got Yarborough still. They've got Glass now that's probably not available till game four because he started again game five. He only threw into the third inning, but still, I would imagine, unless they're down 2-0, they don't go back to him on short rest again um, and don't pitch him until game four. He's a monster. But you go back and look at the last series these two teams played, their Astros, two of the Astros wins were against him. They've done it. He's great. He's going to be great for a long time. The numbers still aren't completely there to being elite, but the stuff is as elite as it gets. But the Astros can beat him. If you get in these first couple of games, and that includes Snell tonight, and it was weird last year. Astros got to him in the regular season. In the postseason, he was pretty darn good. He came out of the pen in one of the games, but they got enough off of him. He's been a Cy Young winner. He has big stuff. To me, I don't think he's hes not that Cy Young level of guy consistently. He's a tier below that. But he has the, the big fastball and the big breaking ball that helps. But the Astros have some guys that have had some success on him. If you can push him out of the game early and then push whoever starts tomorrow out of the game early tomorrow night, and getting to their pin, they have some really good arms in it. And they have been big on the bullpen and opener type of stuff over the last few years. It's made them deadly. And that some of these guys in their pin, the Astros had a tough time against last year in the postseason. But their, their bullpen this season is not as deadly as it was last year. They are having some issues finishing off games. Um... 
They had Diego Castillo the other night finishing off. He is really good, throws big stuff, was really good against the Astros last year, but he also walks guys left and right if you let him. And he did that last year. Nick Anderson is a guy that they've had some faith in at times, um, but he's kind of shaky. I think that you, it's kind of like the Oakland series. You know, can you beat up on the bullpen? And that's something that the Astros have done so well for so many years uh, as, their, as part of their success in postseason play is beating up on bullpens. And they murdered that Oakland bullpen. If they can do that to Tampa, they'll win this series. Look, if they hit anywhere near the level that they did in the Oakland series where they hit over 300 as a team and hit 12 freaking home runs in um, four games, they're going to win the series. They will. And they will be playing for the World Series again. I don't know which way to think it's going to end up going in terms of, I think the confidence that the team has built and the, the zone that they're in at the plate is going to have some carryover. I think that they're going to do pretty well at the plate in this series, even against tough pitching. And again, I could be completely wrong where both of these teams come out and they see each other for the first time in a long time and they say, man, I can't hit these guys and we could have some low-scoring ball games. But I could also see them coming in with all the confidence in the world to where it does not matter who they are facing and they are just going to absolutely destroy some baseballs again like they did against the Oakland Athletics. And that'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Look, I mean, they need to give as big of a lead as they can. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To their bullpen when they give it to the bullpen. It's just a fact. I love this team. You guys love this team. No win is going to be comfortable with the bullpen. At all. They're playing with house money. They're not supposed to be here. Watching all the people have to eat that crow of them being here and doing this is awesome. But it's going to make us nervous in this series when you hand it off to that bullpen because it's just, there's nothing that, it's not like last year where, oh, here comes Will Harris. Got this. I know he gave it up in the in the World Series, but good God, that was a, a just a lucky ass hit by Howie Kendrick. Or here comes Joe Smith. But instead, you get Josh James. And go ahead. I'm going to give you a fair warning right now. Be prepared for Josh James to pitch in a big spot in a game. It's just a fact. Don't get mad at them for doing it. They have to. They have nobody else. Josh James throws 100 miles an hour. Now, I will say this. I will get mad at them if they use him for more than one inning. Use him for an inning. Keep him at that. And if he gets bad in the inning... Yank it quick. But they're going to have to use Josh James in high leverage spots. And I know a lot of you don't want it, and that's fine. I don't necessarily love it as either as well, but they have no other choice. 
So again, let's just sit back, hope, and pray, and also let's sit back and enjoy and revel in this moment that this team again, for the fourth straight season, is playing for the chance to play in the World Series. Think about it. It's only other, it's only happened to four of the teams in the history of baseball. It's a pretty big deal. And it's why we love this damn franchise. And I am so proud to be able to sit here and talk about them uh, on the radio and do it with you guys every single day. 713-212-5790 is the phone number to join us. Clutch City Sunday, the other team that gives us a lot of heartache and just really lack of interest at times. They are playing in less than an hour. We will discuss them and what has gone on this week next here on Clutch City Sunday. This is Sports Talk 790, your exclusive home for Houston Rockets basketball. That's right, we're still praising the goodbye of Bill O'Brien. Clutch City Sunday, Michael Connor. Andrew Green is playing that. He's back in the studio. We have Astros baseball today, which, by the way, again, you can find us later today out at Carbach Brewing, the on-deck show starting at 5 o'clock. I think I'm actually going to get out there a little bit early today. So have a couple of beers. You guys come on out and hang out. Watch the Strohs. Then we'll do the on-deck show for an hour, 637 first pitch. But Bill O'Brien out this week. And boy, oh boy, do we have a doozy. Now, Andrew, we predicted this, or what did we say last week? You said, what, I forget what we did. We were talking about Bill O'Brien being on the hot seat if he went to 0-4. We were. I said if they lost last week, Bill O'Brien was going to have a very difficult conversation with himself, and I guess he did. He looked at himself right in the mirror and said the words, you're fired. Now, I wish that that part was true, that he fired himself. Unfortunately, he didn't, but still, he got fired. And it's fantastic. And we got a real doozy of a matchup today. Boy, oh boy, when you talk about NFL, like, primetime matchups, I don't know why this isn't Sunday Night Football. The 1-3 Jaguars in town taking on the 0-4 Houston Texans led by interim head coach Romeo Cornell. Let's go! Who's pumped up? Who's jacked up? up? I'm jacked up. I know. Are you? I can't tell. You need to say it with your chest. I'm pumped up. (laughs) <laughs> that was with my chest. There you I go. Frog in my throat. Well, yeah, you know, it's still early. I just woke up. I'm not going to lie this morning. I woke up at 10.15. I slept for 12 hours last night. I haven't done that in forever. A full so 12 my hours. Level of, nice. Huh? Yeah, 12 freaking hours. Can you bl- I don't know how I pulled it off. You I set my your alarm eyes just like and you uh, slept through your alarm. Yeah, yeah, okay, Mr. Technical. I'll come. I'll don't worry. I'll drive up there and slap you in the mouth. I'm kidding. Um, I'll be here to try. I, <laughs> I um, all right. So I I I go to sleep early, like always, because I get up so early during the week. Or yeah, that I always go to bed early, so it's like ingrained in them, into me now. But um, I set my alarm for 10.15 on Sundays if I'm doing it from home like I am today. And I always know I'm going to be up probably about three hours before that. Not today. Today the alarm goes off and I wake up and go, oh, crap, it's 10.15. What do you know? So here we are. Um, But I woke up with a little bit of joy because Bill O'Brien is gone. 
and we don't have to watch his dumbass out there on the sidelines today. Yeah, I said it. That's fine. I'm sure he's a swell guy. We know he's a swell guy off the field with things that don't involve football, but it became exactly what it had, and he's out. The Texans have apparently, according to Adam Schefter this morning, they have, um, I know we're all concerned about how they go about finding their next general manager, which is the next thing, because it's the most important thing that is out there. And then they will have the head coach after that. Jackie Easterby is the guy that is in charge now as the basically interim general manager. Then he'll go back to his role after they hire a general manager. I don't understand still why Jack Easterby has been given the power that he's been given and why he is um, he's won this power war with Bill. And then on top of that, he is now in charge of making these kind of decisions. I don't understand. I really don't, and I'm not going to. His credentials for these kind of things basically are non-existent. You can read whatever you want. Some people love him. A lot of people question his motives and his... Qualifications, and I think I lean towards the questioning his qualifications as to why he's in power. He seems like a snake to me. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know that personally. It just seems kind of fishy. All of it does. But again, it leads back to it's another New England guy. And when are we going to get off the New England train? Please, at some point, get me off of that train. This season, in terms of the play, I could care less about at this point. I think you guys could as well. They're 0-4. There is an extra playoff team this year in the NFL, and they're technically not dead because they have six of their uh, all six of their division games still in front of them, including the first one today against Jacksonville. And if they go through and somehow go five and one, which again I I don't know why I'm saying that because they've won zero games so far against good teams, and the Colts are a good team and the Titans are a good team. But if they did pull off a 5-1, and 4-2, and two, they could still find themselves you know, at least in, in, the, in the hunt for the postseason. Like, they're going, I think an 8-8 eight eight team is probably going to be the last team that gets in, or a 9-7 at best. They could still get there. They could still get to 8-8, eight eight, I think, which is a lot, but I think it is possible. But I don't care, to be honest, because I know what this team is, and they're not going anywhere. I also don't think that this team is that great. And that's why the job that has to be done in this hire is, especially for the general manager, is so important because you, as a franchise, have set yourself back years with letting Bill O'Brien run amok like he did. And you let the guy come in and have power struggle after power struggle. He ends up winning all of them. He goes about his business and eventually becomes the general manager and is allowed to make trades that have handicapped your franchise for years to come. I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum for a reason, because it's, it's true. This team is screwed with its ability to get better and get better fast. And they did all that while telling us they had to do this. And shame on Cal freaking McNair the other day for coming out and having the comments that we couldn't afford DeAndre Hopkins. Dude, this is why you shouldn't talk. You sound like an ass. You've spent all this money on all these guys, all these marginal, crappy players. Whether it's Randall Cobb or it's Murray 
or it's picking up David Johnson's money, or taking on Brandon Cooks that you traded the second-round pick that you got for DeAndre Hopkins for. All that money spent, guess what you could have done? You could have given it to Hop and had the good player still. You sound stupid when you say you couldn't afford him. Quit hiding behind that crap. We had to pay Tunzel and, and, and Deshaun. You paid them and you spent all that money on crap. It's just a fact. But Cal McNair is the guy that makes the decisions on who the hell he hires, obviously. I said it after the Hopkins trade. I posted it on our website. It was a big, long blog on the history for me that of pain that the Texans have put us through. I want them to sell the team. I have and I continue to will continue to want that. I don't think that this ownership group, like I never thought Bill O'Brien was going to get you over the top, this ownership group will never get you over the top. They're too dumb. They don't know what they're doing. They never have. They can't figure out how to hire the right people and then keep them in check at times. It's been one of the beautiful things about the Astros. Look, I know that it fell apart. Jim Crane hired the right people. Let them do their jobs. Kept them in check. They worked as a cohesive unit, and look what happened. Oh, what do you know? Success. Instead, in-office politics over at NRG Stadium apparently are more important than winning football games at times. And, and having a power struggle with each other is more important. Stabbing each other in the back. It just... If you're an ownership group that allows that kind of stuff to happen, I have no faith that you're ever going to be any good. But Bill's gone. The Texans have now apparently hired Jed Hughes, who is the vice president, or the vice chairman, excuse me, for the search firm Corn Ferry to help the franchise hire its next general manager and head coach, league sources told ESPN and Adam Schefter. Sources around the league believe the Texans want to be comfortable with their uh with who their GM will be first before hiring a head coach, sources said Hughes already has been dealing or has been doing his due diligence in trying to identify candidates for the Texans to pursue. I don't understand this. This again tells me all I need to know about an ownership group. I know that these things, these headhunters type of you know these consultant firms exist, and you feel like you need them. Why? If you were, this is your business, correct? If you're at all worth a crap why can't you identify candidates without help from the outside now look I'd rather have an outside voice and hopefully he listens to the outside voice and the outside voice isn't manipulated by anything and truly gives them an honest evaluation on things but why is somebody like that who's not in football helping you make the decision it's just beyond me it is. And today they play football again. And they're 0-4, and I hope that they're not going to be 0-4 because guess what? There's no reason to root for them to lose. They can't get a good draft pick. It's going to Miami. So they might as well win. Pray to God they do that. I can't guarantee anything. 713-212-5790. That's the number to join us. Here on a Clutch City Sunday, we return. Let's get back to some of the Astros. We'll finish in the last segment with more on the Texans. Uh, but I want you to hear from a few of the Astros. I had a game one of the ALCS. We'll do that next here on Sports Talk 790. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is your home for Houston Rockets basketball. Sports Talk 790. Quad City Sunday right here on Sports Talk 790. Michael Connor back here with you. You can join us at 713-212-5790. Give me your predictions on the series. Astros and two. What are, you, what are you saying real quick, Andrew? What do you got? What's your prediction? You you were right last one. Didn't you didn't you say Astros and five? I I said Astros and four. So I I'm, said five. I'm, I'm, I'm No, I said four. And they took oh, I said it five in four. Is what I'm Yeah, saying. you said five. I said four. Yeah, I was right. And hey, I'm going to try to shoot my shot once again. I'm going to be as positive as I can. I'm going to speak this into existence. I say the Astros are going to go on. It's going to be tough, man. I'm going to say all seven games, man. Astros take it in seven. It's going to be tough, but we're going to do it. Good. I'm glad you picked them. I'm going to I'm gonna go one shorter than you this time. I'm going to say Astros in six. Ooh, should we Don't make this why. more interesting? Yeah, what do you want to bet? Don't I owe you money already? No, I I, I just said you owe me ten bucks just out of thin air. I figure you owe me ten bucks for something. I probably do. What do you want to bet? Uh, give me a segment. I'll think about it. All right, you think about it. We'll bet something. Um, if for those that do care about this, Brian McTaggart tweeted earlier, and I saw Matt Thomas mentioning it, and I totally didn't think about it when I saw it. Umpiring crew for tonight's Game 1 ALCS. Behind the plate, Manny Gonzalez. If you remember that name, uh, that's because just a couple of weeks ago, Manny Gonzalez was uh, the umpire in the Twin Series that had the worst strike zone you've ever seen. He's behind the plate tonight for Game 1 of the ALCS. Again, Rob Manfred should be fired. Let's put incompetent people behind the plate for game one of a very important series. Now, look, he's going to make calls that are going to hurt the Astros tonight, help the Astros. He's going to make calls that hurt and help the Rays. It's just, an, it, to me, it's not about the which side it's going to hurt and which side it's not going to help. It's about the fact that this guy, you can go watch his strike zone, and it is so inconsistent. And, again, why are these people that clearly aren't qualified for this job in a spot to do these games? Also, Tim Timmons is an umpire in this series. Good Good thing is he's the idiot that blew all the calls at first base in that series against the Twins. Um, he's he's just down the left field line tonight, so they can review the balls going fair or foul down there, thank goodness, because, well, he's stupid. Um, he's not very good at all. The Astros, though, are ready to go. They're excited about it. Dusty Baker speaking with the media yesterday. We'll start with him on the decision at with the first couple of games in terms of the rotation. Sure. Uh, Dusty, first of all, do you have your rotation for games one and two? Uh, yes, I do. We, um, we have Framber and uh, Lance McCullough. I know in the, uh, in the division series, you didn't get a ton of length out of your starters other than Framber. Yeah. How, import, how important will it be in this series, a seven-game series, to get a little bit more length out of some of your starters? Well, I mean, you hope to get it <clears throat> uh, out of the starters. Uh, 
as deep as you can. And, uh, 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 you know, we got to, that, that works into our plan, how to use our bullpen. So, you know, uh, it depends on, on game to game and the score and, you know, how they're doing against us and how their starters are doing against us. How good to have a, have a couple of days off and get a work, be able to get a workout in today. Well, it's very cool. And, uh, you, know, you know, we played here this season uh, and we hadn't been here in a while. So, you know, it gets us back familiar with the uh, stadium, you know, uh, actually. And then uh, Tampa Bay played more games here and more recently here, you know, than we have. And uh, so uh, it's, it's real good for us to get familiar with the stadium. How big do you think uh, Christian Javier will loom in this series? Seems like there's a couple of different ways you could use him. Do you have any you're, you're leaning to use him at this point as starter or reliever? Well, <clears throat> you know we're leaning towards you know him him relieving, but I can't tell you everything because they, you, you know, like they 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 don't need to know all our plans. I mean, we don't know their plans, and so uh, theoretically he could he could go a couple games in this series. Do you have a starter beyond game two or it's just one and two at this point? Uh, no, I mean, you, you know, we got an idea, but we're just going to announce game one and two. I see you know as well as anybody how difficult it is to pick up your hitting game, especially in the postseason. How impressed have you been with your guys, how they've been able to flip the switch offensively in the postseason? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, like I, I told everybody before, I mean, you know, hitters hit and eventually they're going to hit. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm impressed, but I'm not overly impressed. I mean, this is what we've been, we've been uh, waiting for for a while here. And, uh, you know, what they've done, they've picked up their intensity and picked up their concentration um, and aggressiveness levels. You know, that's what's happened. So, and, and it helps when you start getting some hits. You know, I mean, you know, we were hitting some balls hard in previous uh, um, uh, series, but we weren't getting – a whole bunch of, you know, to show for. And so, and and the ball was carrying a lot better in LA than it was, you know, previously. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we can do the same here. Uh, you know, we know we have a different, uh, you know, pitching staff that we're not as familiar with. Some of these guys weren't even here the last time we played them. You know, we had a lot more familiarity with, uh, you know, with Oakland because we played them a whole bunch. And, uh, you know, we were familiar with each other. So, you know, that helps. So uh, to our advantage, uh, hopefully our scouts, uh, our, our uh, scouting department, you know, can, 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 can take us up to speed. And I'm sure our guys have been, uh, you know, watching, uh, you know, the games between Tampa and New York, not knowing who we were playing. So we had to get familiar with both of them. That's Dusty Baker. That was from yesterday, of course, starting things off with the announcement of who's starting, which is Fromber. And uh, Lance McCullers in the first two games. And the point that I brought up earlier, as I mentioned, it, the not being familiar with the Tampa Bay Rays, this stuff's going to matter this series. It's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. Before our timeout, uh, one other person to hear from, James Click, yesterday, of course, he came to the Astros after his entire baseball career has been with the Tampa Bay Rays. This thing is going to be weird. Here is James Click visiting with the media yesterday. Yeah, we need to make sure that we prioritize flexibility and, and being reactive to the game situations. I think that we have done a very good job over the past six games of being aggressive about putting our best pitchers in the biggest spots and making sure that we line up the, the leverage of the situation with, uh, with the guys that we want in those spots. And 
if we continue to do that, I think we'll have a lot of success. No, I guess I'm just wondering how weird will this be for you watching um, a club that I'm, I'm sure you had a hand in either scouting or analyzing or looking at pretty much every member of this roster. How weird will it be watching competing against them and watching them from afar? I mean, on a scale of zero to weird, it's going to be weird. It is something that all of us that are in this industry are lucky to be in this industry long enough are going to face at some point. And it's not just me. There's a lot of people over there who have a lot of history with the Astros organization. I mean, you look at uh, uh, Bobby Heck, uh, Rodney Lenaris, Chanda Loudermilk, Morgan Ensberg. There's there's a lot of people who uh, contributed to this team. And, you know, they went through something similar last year when the Rays faced the Astros. And so I'm sure I'll have some conversations with them about what that experience was like. But obviously my focus right now is putting the Astros in the best position possible to beat them, which on a scale of zero to weird is pretty weird. When you took this job back in, in February, at that point, what did you know about Framber Valdez? And how has his 2020 maybe changed uh, your outlook or what you what you think of him long term as, as what he could be? I, I knew Framber as a pitcher with tremendous stuff. Um, and it's interesting to talk to people here about how much progress he has made, how much he's matured as a pitcher and as a person over the course of this season, because I don't have the same history with him that a lot of people do. And that's both good and bad. And I don't I don't look at him as a guy that was different than he was maybe last year. I just look at him as the pitcher that he is right now. And hopefully he can maintain this going forward. And if he can he has the potential to be the anchor of, of a staff going forward and having somebody like that improves and changes your outlook and your plan for, for the roster and the rotation going forward. I got a couple questions, James. One, could you take us through the, the emotions you had last night when you saw your former team get the big home run and end up winning? And I'll ask a follow up to that if I could. Mike, Mike Brasso is like just a tremendous person, a tremendous human being, a tremendous baseball story. Um, you can't say enough good things about him. There are so many people in his corner on the Rays organization. There were so many people pushing for him uh, when we when we added him to the roster a couple of years ago. There are so many people that are, that are still pulling for him. Uh, you can't say enough good things about him and about that entire organization and how they're run. And, and I'm proud to say that I was some small part of it. Um, but, you know, the excitement of seeing them do well was obviously – uh, quickly, quickly replaced by not being able to turn your brain off on how do we beat these guys? Because that is an exceptionally well-run organization. It's an exceptionally talented roster. And we have a big challenge in front of us trying to beat them. On a personal note, what is this like for your kids? <laughs> uh, it's it's fun because uh, they started going back to school in person now that I'm in the bubble. And uh, their school is letting them wear Astros gear uh, on any day that the Astros are playing. So. Uh, my hope is that they will continue to wear out those jerseys uh, that we got them uh, every, every day for for a couple more weeks. But um, they are they're pulling hard for the Astros, just like we all are. That's James Click visiting with the media yesterday. Fun stuff with him. Hopefully, like he's mentioning his uh, kids. It's got to be weird for them. They their entire lives being Rays fans. Now, hey, you got to be a Astros fan because Dad works for the Astros now. Um, We'll have him again this week, his typical spot, Wednesday morning, uh, 9 o'clock, 9.30, excuse me, on the Sean Salisbury Show. We'll take our final time out. we return, uh, we'll talk some more Texans, get you ready for that game, uh, and what we expect, or at least hope, for their search now as they continue it next here on Sports Talk 790. Get the game, then talk about it here. 
Sports Talk 790 is Houston's home for Rockets basketball. Quad City Sunday, Sports Talk 790. Michael Connor here with you for our final segment. 713-212-5790 is the phone number to join us. The Houston Texans get playing in just a little bit against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Real barn burner over at NRG. 1-3 Jags, 0-4 Texans. Should be a doozy of a matchup. Um, yeah, that's exactly where we're at with the football team. The Astros later today, again, I'll mention it because I'm going to be a part of it. Why not? The Strohs uh, will play at 6.37 tonight. The On Deck Show here on Sports Talk 790 gets started at 5 o'clock. Chris Gordy and me, we will be live out at Carbog Brewing in the Beer Garden. So come on out, say hello. Uh, the watch parties are going on out there with the Astros. They're giving away cool prizes and everything. I got a Jordan bobblehead when I was there last week from the nice. Astros. So why don't you just, yeah, exactly. I need the other half. It's the back-to-back one that they were supposed to be giving out with Bregman this year, and I only have the Jordan part. I need the Bregman part now, too. If I'm being <laughs> gotta, honest, I kinda kinda fight. For, I've kind of forgot about Jordan. Uh, isn't it sad, isn't it? It's very sad. I miss him. This team, this team is great in the last series without him. I mean, like he he might have been their best hitter last season outside of Bregman, and they don't have him. It sucks. Just imagine all the damage he would have done during this postseason. Well, I don't know. He he wasn't so hot last uh, last year during postseason. Yeah. He was struggling struggling a lot. But hey, it, this is a, a new young guy. So uh, and like I said, he's been off basically this whole season so how would he have been uh it's tough to say but hopefully he'll be back uh for most of next season we can only hope that would be yeah everything says that he'll be ready to go uh for the start of next season hopefully that is the case uh let's get uh, those on hold in real quick before we get out of here today Corey in port arthur's on hold wants to talk some texans what's up Corey? hey how's it going guys good I, I agree on a couple of things. I think the Astros are going to take it six, and they got to have better umpires everywhere, not just behind the plate, but especially there. But I don't agree on the uh, the uh, Texans needing not needing a, uh, a headhunting firm. I mean, you said it yourself. They they proven that they don't know how to hire football people. So well, that's that's my my issue with it. My issue with it, real quick, court. My issue with it is that. Well, I, no, I'm not. I'm not saying they don't need help. I don't like that you're hiring people that are that aren't in the world of football. I would prefer your help to be from somebody that kind of knows the world of football. That's my problem. Ah, uh, okay. So, I mean, do they have a track record of of hiring? I mean, you give them, you still give them your, uh, you know, what your needs are, and they're still going to be able to analyze. But I don't know if they have any. Do they have experience in helping people hire football people? Or is it just yeah, I mean they've they've done this, but my I think the issue is is that it's been shown that some of these places can be kind of you know connected to agents and all. It's it's not a clean process to me. That's my problem. Got you. Yeah, I agree on that part. If it's a clean process, I believe that they need all the help they can get. Whether it's yeah, they just need a different voice because their voice in their head isn't telling them the right thing. That's for sure. Their voice is definitely not telling the right thing, and hopefully they figure out how to, you know, do that. Thank you for the phone call. I continue call. to root for all of them. I hope they're more successful. I'm so glad Bill's gone. That's just the first step, though. There's a lot of it steps is. to take for this organization to get to where it should be. 
Yeah, because they should be a team. And thank you for the phone call, Corey. They should be, especially now that they have the quarterback, they should be a team that's contending for Super Bowls. And, you know, it's just, it's not there. We know that. They've they've let this guy come in. And it's a damn shame on them for letting it go as long as they did. I, I really can't believe it. I find myself just kind of dumbfounded by it all the times because they just do not get out of their own way. And it's incredible. And they let they their their leash on people is far too long. They kind of did it with Capers. Um they obviously did it with Kubiak for a long time. Now look, he turned it around and got things going. And then they did have a short leash on him once things went bad again. But they let that process go way too long. Way, way, way too long. And then with Bill, clearly, writing a bit on the wall. And writing is especially on the wall when you go and have a guy that you've put in charge to make the decisions on roster stuff. Uh, and we had multiple stories about it. That's the other thing is that we had evidence and stories from players as he was here that they were jettisoned because Bill personally didn't like them. <clears throat> what does that tell you? If I'm running the team, it tells me, fire the clown that's running things, that I've given the power to do this. Not empower him more, because you empowered him more, and he ruined your franchise for a bit. And it's just a fact. It is going to be so difficult to overcome what the, the damage he did. We talk at times how, think about how difficult it's going to be for the Rockets when the James Harden era is over, because they'll have basically no draft picks for a while, and they'll be without star players and everything, and unless they get players to sign here via free agency like it will be insanely difficult for them think about being the guy that has to come in and inherit the mess Bill O'Brien left behind that's far worse and whoever it is is lucky that they're only inheriting a full year of it because could you have imagined this happening as it should have last year after they got their asses kicked in the playoff game against the Chiefs, where they had the big lead, you know, that one? Yeah, I know you remember it. Cause could you have imagined coming in and taking this and having two years of, of no draft picks? Well, good, good news, you only get one. You have no first-round pick or second-round pick this year, and you could also be sitting there staring at the Miami Dolphins with your pick. And based on the way that the season's going through the first four games, it's going to be a top-ten pick. Don't right forget now, that we could, still have D-Hop. Yeah, and you would have D-Hop, yeah. It's it's why it's hard to completely invest in them. And people say, you know, when you get mad at them and you say things about them, people are always like, oh, you're just a hater, you're just a hater. Like, it gets clouded. It's like this pissing match between which side of fandom you're on. It's dumb. No, I'm just a fan of all the teams in this city, and the only thing I want to do is win. But guess what? When you act like an ass clown and you run your franchise like that, I'm going to call you out on it. And I'm going to tell you, you suck, and I'm going to be mad about it. And that's what they've done for years. And people just take their, their drink their Kool-Aid like it's the truth all the time. And it's the dumbest thing ever. And I don't understand why it just is. They're a poorly run organization. Plain and simple. 
Poor, 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 poor. You and I could do better as the GM and the, and the roster builder. And I'm not even joking because we're not stupid like they have been. Now it's about, again, hopefully finding, hoping they just fall into luck and find the right person. And who knows exactly how well that's, or how capable they're, they are of doing that, given that Jack Easterby's still around. Who knows? That's it for the Texans, Rand. Oh, real quick. Do they win today? Andrew, go. Uh, yes. Let's win. Come on, guys. What are you waiting for? Let's win. Yeah, I say they win 13 to 6. It's going to be that. That's the kind of prediction I'm making. It's going to be ugly and suck. uh, Astros, though, game one? uh, 17 10 is my prediction for this game, Texans. Oh, for the Astros beating the Rays? Wow. No, no, no. Yes, it's going to be heavy bats. Yep, let's do that. Join me out of the beer guard, me and Gordy, for the on deck show starting at 5. ALCS tonight, 637 first pitch, but again, on deck show at 5. That's Andrew. I'm Michael. Thanks for listening right here on Sports Talk 790. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.